0: Hi, I'm Philip Anthony Albertelli, and this is The Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and whoever, and this is episode 121. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash The Week in Doubt. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. First up, I'll quickly take care of the Twitter shoutouts. All right, so this week we have Nietzsche Frederick as opposed to Frederick Nietzsche. All these Nietzsche's on Twitter have actually gotten me into the writings of Frederick Nietzsche again, just after I recently stated on the show that I thought I outgrew Nietzsche. In fact, there was actually a section from his posthumous work, The Will to Power, that I want to read on the show, but I'll put that on the back burner for now. All right, so next up we have My Synaptic Spasm. And then Explicit Atheist, at Atheist Proud. And actually, uh, last night, we had a rather pleasant exchange via Twitter about our uh, mutual affection for the paintings of J.W. Waterhouse. I noticed that their kind of cover photo, for lack of a better word, was one of my favorite Waterhouse paintings, Hylus and the uh, Water Nymphs. And so we kind of hit it off from there. And J.W. Waterhouse belongs to, uh, I guess, what you would call the pre-Raphaelite or neoclassicist uh, school of painting, so to speak. It's this very kind of romantic, uh, dreamy, beautiful kind of uh, style of painting that's reminiscent of the the Renaissance to some degree, and a lot of themes have to do with things drawn from classical mythology or the kind of romantic tales from the Middle Ages, but it's cool stuff. So maybe that'll be my recommendation this week. Check out the uh, paintings of J.W. Waterhouse. I have um, a print of La Belle Dame Sans Mercy on my wall. I hope I didn't butcher that French. All right. So next we have Heretic Woman, Brian Crisculo. Hope I didn't put your name, at Rev Bong 65 Then we have Dark Pony. And Dark Pony says, look gay, act gay, got a gay dog, gay budgie, gay hair. Everyone thinks I'm gay, love my little pony and hello kitty, which is gay, so F you. Um, and that was Dark Pony saying all that, not me. Despite my strong support for the LGBT community, I always feel awkwardly compelled to remind everyone I'm straight. Maybe I'm insecure. Alright, but anyway, before we move on to the news, I'll take care of some quick housekeeping. Or is it house cleaning? But anyway, metaphorically speaking. Um, I received some requests or suggestions from listeners recently. A listener I've mentioned before who goes by the name Heresy suggested that I should create an Amazon link that listeners can shop through. I think it's a great idea and I plan on making it a reality But first I have to figure out what I want to do for a website. Do I temporarily build a cheap little free one? Or do I put my design skills to use and build one from scratch? I'll probably do the latter, but it will take some time, especially since I'm in the middle of building a site for someone else right now. But I'll get it done eventually, I hope. Uh, Secondly, a few weeks back, I think it was Buzzwigs. Uh, Hopefully I'm giving credit where credit is due who suggested that I should create a way for listeners to leave voicemail. I absolutely love this idea, too. Uh, I'm going to see if there's a way to utilize Skype to that end. Uh, we shall see. I think Buzzwig suggested using an old landline, but i prefer a way to do it right online if I can. Either way, uh, I want to implement that idea. I think it could add a lot to the show, and I could finally get to hear what some of you guys sound like. And also, uh, I'd like to apologize for some sloppy editing that you may or may not have noticed lately. Uh, Sometimes I listen back to the show through an external speaker, and everything sounds pretty good. Then I listen back later through earbuds after the show's already been uploaded and realize there's some really glaring examples of shoddy editing. So it's only taken me about 120 episodes in to come to a realization, but I think I should probably listen back through headphones (laughs) for now on uh, before I upload the show. All right, so that takes care of the metaphorical uh, house cleaning, uh, or keeping. And, um, actually no, no news stories yet. I actually have, uh, a harrowing Twitter, uh, experience to recount. So I recently had a very minor negative experience on Twitter, it wasn't a big deal, but it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I won't name the person, but I saw that a fellow atheist or skeptical podcaster had posted a tweet asking for ideas for a segment having to do with counter-apologetics. I noticed no one else had replied yet, so I thought I'd be friendly and half-jokingly reply that if all else fails, you can always discuss how they start out with a need to believe then work their way back. And what I meant by that is that Christian apologists often seem to start out with the assertion that God is real and then go backwards trying to force square pegs into round holes, etc. in an attempt to uh, prove God's existence. So this fellow podcaster replied back, um, This is basically verbatim. Dare I say that atheists are equally guilty of that same epistemic crime? Well, I would say no. Generally speaking, we're not. But before I get into that, I should say it kind of offended me in a couple of ways. On the one hand, with my tweet, I was trying to reach out to a fellow podcaster and skeptic in kind of a spirit of solidarity. And I'm thinking, really, that's how you reply? With a challenge or an admonition? Um... I mean, I do think if you intellectually disagree with someone, you shouldn't lie just to placate the other person, or you shouldn't suppress your opinion. But I'm the type of person who believes that there's always a kinder, gentler way to couch the truth. I know that I'm probably making much ado about nothing. But I replied back that there was a time when I really wanted to believe, but my reason led me elsewhere. And I conceded that he had a point in the sense that we should be on guard against being too biased And I think he does have a point in that sense. I think anyone can become kind of too complacent or too invested in their worldview. And without even fully realizing it, perhaps, we can sometimes adopt a kind of my team versus your team mentality, where the search for the truth can become secondary to a desire to score points against the other side. And I think that that is something we have to be aware of and guard against. Where I strongly disagree, though, is with his assertion that atheists are equally guilty of that, what he called an epistemic crime. Epistemology is basically the philosophical study of knowledge, the nature of knowledge, how we know what we know, etc., I think his claim that both sides are equally guilty is erroneous. Uh, Like I said, even atheists can be susceptible to a kind of my side versus your side mentality, or they can become so attached or emotionally invested in their worldview that they lose perspective. But that being said, I think that generally speaking, atheists and skeptics tend to be more inclined to objectively weigh the empirical evidence, a trait which probably leads many of us to be skeptics and atheists in the first place. But on the other hand, I do believe that Christian apologists, even ones I respect, do tend to start out with the assertion that there is a God, and it's an assertion that they seem to want to defend tooth and claw, and I'm sure that the fact that they're Christian plays no small part. They've been scholastically trained to defend the faith, to resort to all sorts of intellectual gymnastics and backflips uh, when necessary in order to try to defend their core premise that a supernatural creator God exists. And some of their efforts smack to me of intellectual dishonesty. Although, like I said, there are some that I respect and many who are undeniably deeply learned and intellectual individuals. Uh, and once again, to reiterate, plain devil's advocate. You could argue that atheists start from the premise that there is no God and then work their way backwards to try to prove it, but I still think that atheists and skeptics tend to come to their worldview and their conclusions based on reason, a desire for factual truth, and empirical evidence, or lack thereof. But anyway, now that I'm done ranting, hopefully it was at least uh, (laughs) a thoughtful rant, uh, let's do some news stories. First up is a story involving a pastor spewing some really absurd yet nevertheless disturbing anti-gay rhetoric. His name is Michael V. Williams, and he seems to believe that although Christians, in his opinion, have been becoming increasingly more and more tolerant of gays, gays, on the other hand, have been becoming more intolerant of Christians, according to him. Strange sense, I'm sure that there's many gay Christians out there, although I'm sure many LGBT people do take issue with the anti-gay views of Christian fundamentalists, and uh, I definitely don't blame them for that. I uh, find those views uh, offensive as well. But anyway, what's his proposed solution for this perceived intolerance? Well, he's suggesting an amendment that would punish homosexuality with 10 years hard labor in prison. Absurd yet still scary, because you never know who's going to take this kind of stuff seriously and unfortunately bigoted ideas and policies can sometimes gain political momentum. But I'll uh, play a clip so you can hear him in his own words.
1: During the last 40 to 50 years, Christians have been increasingly tolerant of homosexuals. Now whereas homosexuality used to be a felony in every state, Um, referred to as sodomy, it has now been decriminalized and homosexuality is allowed to be openly expressed in public. And while Christians are becoming more tolerant of homosexuals, homosexuals are becoming increasingly intolerant of us. Christians have tried, in direct disobedience to God, to compromise with homosexuals. But homosexuals are completely uninterested in compromising with us in return. What they've done is they've turned it into what is called a zero-sum game. A zero-sum game, or competition, simply means that in order for one side to win, the other side has to lose. And there's no in-between. And compromise, by definition, is impossible. Proposed Amendment 1. The United States of America is a Christian nation with Judeo-Christian ethics, morals, principles, and values. 2. The practice of homosexuality in the United States of America, and in all its territories and possessions, and in all its states, counties, and cities, shall be a felony punishable by ten years in prison at hard labor. 3. This amendment shall take effect the first Sunday after ratification. Well, there
0: you have it. Scary stuff. I was going to do a second story about an Australian comedian named Adam Hills, who in response to the Westboro Baptist Church's threat to picket Robin Williams' funeral, he offered to fly them to Iraq first class instead to picket Islamic extremists. Um, But I, I just think that's a brilliant point. Here's the Westboro Baptist Church never missing an opportunity to dance on someone else's grave, whether it's Robin Williams, um, a gay teen, or a fallen soldier. And I think he makes a good point. You guys sure can be bullies when you're in the land of the free, um, where you have the right to protest. But why don't you put your money where your mouth is and go picket um, Islamic extremists? (laughs) Uh, But I don't see that happening anytime soon. But good on Adam Hills for that. Okay, so with that being said, I'll call this episode a wrap. Uh, You guys probably know the drill. You can like the show on Facebook, uh, follow the show on Twitter, listen to the show on Stitcher. Subscribe to the show through iTunes or Podbean. Uh, If you feel generous, you can donate as little as 99 cents using the PayPal widget on the official Podbean page. The Weekend Out Podbean page, that is. And you can also help support the show through Patreon.com. Just go to Patreon.com and do a search for Phil Albertelli and the Weekend Out page should come up. And uh, what am I forgetting? Oh yeah, you can check out the YouTube channel as well. I recently uploaded a video version of that failed uh, end times prediction episode. I believe that was episode 120. That was last week. All right. So as always, thanks for listening.